so welcome if you're visiting us for the first time or you're coming back and just passing through. We're glad you joined us. And for those of you who are online and maybe can't um, be here this morning, we're glad you're online. We're glad you're there. Praise God. I know some of the parents will be popping back, but uh, apart from a New Year's resolution to lose weight, um, I have been seeking the Lord for a whole lot more than a plan for my physical body. Um, And as a leadership, uh, Pastor Andrew and I have been um, asking God to speak to us, actually since November, so that we hear him for what he wants to do and how he wants to lead us. Because no leader is worth their salt unless they hear God first. Because you can't lead unless you first hear. And that's what a a shepherd's job is as, as pastors. We are to listen to the great shepherd so that we can bring his word to you. And um, to be honest, it was a bit tough to um, receive. Not a tough message, but it, it was ages coming. Has anybody ever, you're trying to hear, seek God, and it's like, the word of the Lord was rare. And uh, you just, you just, it went all the way through to Christmas and I had a week off. And then after a week of fun and feasting and enjoying life and enjoying friends and, and family, um, I was right back at it like, okay, Lord, is now the time? Because I feel it's starting to get to the point where I need to know to bring a, a word that can guide us. And it, it was a bit like Daniel, you know, when he sought his heart to understand, he began to pray. Later on, he found out that his prayer was heard straight away, but there was a resistance to it. And sometimes there is a resistance to to us understanding what God wants to do. But I'm somebody who wants to be in what God's doing. Do you have any others who... And you need to be aware of it. Because if you're not aware of it, you won't be part of it. You have to know what God's doing first, understand, before you can actually be a part of what God wants to do. And I I believe we're the most blessed people in in that he shepherds us through speaking his his word, his voice to us, so that we can know what he's doing. And if I know, I can be in the flow. Tell somebody next to you, if you know, you can be in the flow. (laughs) You can be in the flow. If you know. Now, the word of God is different to the word of man. And I just want to kind of lay down a bit of a, an important fact. The Bible is the word of God. And actually, Jesus himself is called the word. And the word of God is living. It's powerful. So in other words, it's packed with power. Divine power. And it's ever so sharp because nothing else can break through you as an individual right into your heart except the word. And actually to reveal your thoughts and intentions so that God can work on the inside to bring you through to where he wants you to go. Because God's always got a plan for your life and he is working out his great big plan. Ephesians 1 tells us he is working out his plan with those who've received him. And he is working out his purpose. And in history, God is not haphazard. He's always, he's the greatest planner there is. But it's pre-planned. It's predestined your purpose in life. So in other words, you don't get to make it up. God has made you for a purpose and for his plan. And first of all, we need to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord so that we can know him and be born of God, made a new person. Never forget who you are now in Jesus. You are brand new creation. All things have passed away. 
All things have become new. And now you can walk with him and hear his voice through his word and not be deceived or come into another plan if you're going to listen to the plan that God has for you. You, can ha- you always have a choice whether you're going to walk in his plan. We all do. But God is good and he reveals his plan and he puts in us a desire to want what he wants through his spirit. Now, God's word is clear on certain things. And I know that a lot of us can get lots of information from what's happening in our world today. Online, media, Facebook, whatever your news station is. And we're not kind of unaware of what's going on in our world. I believe in the last 20 years, I personally have seen the world change more in the last 20 years than in all my previous five and a half. (laughs) And I believe that there has been great change and turmoil. There is increasing confusion There is an increase in departure from God's ways. There is a a kind of suggestion that we should all conform to what the world thinks. But the Bible teaches us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what the will of God is. You won't know the will of God unless your thinking is changed and transformed by the word of God that never changes. The world is in a big change. There's a big shift going on. It's been happening. There is great distress, so much disaster, and you can read what Jesus said would happen. And it's not to get caught up in end times. I think that's a a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. But when you read the words of Jesus in Matthew 24, when the disciples ask what the signs of the end of the time, because there's an end of time, this age will finish. It's not going to go on forever because Jesus is coming back. But Jesus spoke about what the world would look like before his return. And you can read it in Matthew 24. He speaks about nations will be in trouble with wars and and disasters and pestilences, viruses, stuff. Just to be relevant to the words that Jesus, I'm informed by the Bible, not the BBC. The word says this is what's going to happen. Jesus said it, and he said there is going to be great turmoil and chaos. So am I going to stand here and declare the word of the Lord that the whole world is going to get better? I'm not, because it isn't. I've got good news for you today, but that's the fact, because we are moving towards the end And things are not going to be less troubled. And there is an increase of hate and anxiety and fear is gripping hearts. Murder is becoming common. Uh, What happens to our children in in this nation would break your heart if you saw a glimpse into the lives of some of the children living next door. The evil is increasing, not decreasing. But God has a plan through his holy people. And God has called us out of darkness and out of the world In terms of this age, we're not 
part of this age. We're part of the kingdom of God. We're children of the living God. We're in a different place in Christ and we have a different resource. Not we're in the world, but not of it, Jesus said. We're not part of it. We're not under the same conditions as the world. That's one happy moment to thank God you're saved. You're not under the environment of the world. You're in Christ, far above all the powers and principalities of darkness and every power that is named. And God has given you an inheritance. You have a heavenly father. And so Jesus made it clear that before he returns, things in the world will get tougher. And so 2022 will be a continuation of what Jesus has spoken would happen. And we are fast approaching the day. What is the day? The day of his return. Just as there were and are hundreds of scriptures that prove the prophecies of the Old Testament, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, everything so accurate in the word of God that came to pass through Jesus Christ. So there are hundreds of prophecies about his return. He is coming. Jesus is returning in glory and power. But what does he want us to expect in this time? What is his special purpose and his plan for us? as his children. And I believe that there are promises we can lay hold of, hope and destiny and purpose through the word that God is going to speak. And I trust like a sat-nav. You know, if I sit in my car, sat-nav, I put in, I key in where I want to go. And I've asked the Lord to sat-nav all of us with his finger, putting his word into our hearts. Not just a, a thought that disappears when you leave, but written in your heart so that what happens is you'll begin to move everything towards what God wants to do. Your whole life will receive a satnav from the word of God and the spirit writing it into your heart. So we can move with God. How many of you want to move with God? I want to go on the path that he has planned for me. And I want to be uh, a part of a church, part of a people who so want to move with God. So the promises of God are all yes and amen. But this is a specific promise that God wants to write into our hearts. And if we look at Psalm 84, let's go there. That was an important backdrop for what I'm going to bring. The state of our world today. It's very important we live relevant to the time. Jesus was always relevant in terms of this is what's going on. But I've come to do something different. And then he was always bringing something different. And wanting to lead on a different way, uh, his own special people. So, I'm just going to read a few verses from Psalm 84. And it's, it's, it begins with this desire for the presence of God. You know, this, how lovely is your tabernacle. My soul longs. I want to be in your presence. I want to meet with God. And then in verse 5, we're just going to read these two verses. Blessed. Say blessed. blessed. I love that word for the year, do you? I could camp around that for the whole year. There's a bit more to the word, but 
That's a great word to start, isn't it? Blessed is the man or woman or child whose strength is in you, whose heart is set. Say heart is set. Whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through, say pass through. I like that one because you want to pass through this. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Wonderful word. That is God's word needing to come and write on your heart this year. That's the word. And the phrase that God has given us to really understand what he is saying is this. The blessing of a set heart. The blessing of a set heart. A heart set on following Jesus. There is blessing on a set heart, a set life, and a set people. A people who are set. You know, if you're set, you're fixed. You're not moved. You're not taken out by other things. You've just got the goal, and that goal is a priority. I will follow Jesus. I set my heart on following him. Blessed is the one who does that. Now we know in Christ positionally, we're blessed already with every blessing. That's the gift of salvation. But I also know, and so do you, that if we go off track, doing our own thing, the blessing of God isn't on it. I have found by personal experience. Has anybody ever found it's not blessed to go your own way? The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. How many of you want that this year? Okay, that's not for me. Whatever that looks like, I don't want it. And so the good shepherd is saying, blessed is the one who sets their heart. Now we can get a bit confused when we hear heart because we think lovely, lovely Valentine's Day heart. But heart in biblical thought is more than just desire. Now... Love for Jesus is a result of knowing he died for you and he gave everything for you. So we love him because he loved us enough to pay for our sins, to take the curse, to beat the enemy of our souls and rise victorious and give a victorious life to all who believe. That's why we love him. We love him because he's already done it. He doesn't have to do anything else. He already died and did it all. It is finished. But a blessed year, 2022, is going to come for those who actually say, it's not yesterday's following, you see. It isn't I used to follow him, but now I've got other things on. Other stuff, you know, I've grown up a bit. I've got all this stuff. I've got so much to do. Um, but I, I did say I would follow him. It's those who follow on a pilgrimage, which is a journey. It's a journey of faith. It's a walk with God. The Christian life isn't just receiving Jesus. It's a walk 
tell somebody next to you, don't be deceived, it's a walk. <laughs> and you know what walking is? It's taking steps. And the steps are determined by hearing what Jesus said and doing it, following it. And actually, this, this word, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on following on pilgrimage. This word means in whose heart are the highways to Zion. So it isn't just an emotion. It's actually a decision. It's your will. It's your choices. It's actually the main goal of 2022 is to follow and take the steps. Do you not love Jesus? He's ever so simple. But in that walk, there's blessing. There's strength because your strength comes from God. There's a grace of God to do his will, to walk in his ways. It's a supernatural life. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are, are the ways of God, really. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So in other words, he's not just my savior. He's leading me in his way. And his way, I can open my Bible. You need to read your Bible more this year so you can know more about the way. If you don't know the Bible, you don't know the way. Because the Spirit takes the truth and guides us into all truth. He guides you into the Word. This Word is perfect. There's no fault in it. And it is the very Word of God. So when you read the Word, it's actually reading you. When you study the Word, it studies you. He studies you. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been actually changed and sorted by the word quite a bit this Christmas. Don't, you maybe haven't, but I have. I, it's funny, I, 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 there was a, a situation, um, actually it was before Christmas, and uh, a bit before, and God really spoke to me about um, meeting up with someone who'd been very, very critical and slandered me, which I get. I do get that, and so will you if you follow Jesus. You'll be criticized, and people will speak things about you if you really uphold the truth of the word. Not in law, but in love. The truth in love. And the Lord spoke to me. I was reading the word in the morning, because I always pray and read, read the Bible. And the Lord said to me, from the word, what credit is it to you if you love those who love you? And what really hit me was, what credit is it to you? So in other words, you don't, you don't need, you can just be like the rest of the world if you love those who love you. But it's loving those who hate you. Do you not think that's, and I had to adjust my life to the way of God. Because it's his way that actually is to lead my life. God has a way for us this year. And it is his word. Blessed is the man who has set his heart. The woman who has set their heart on following me. Your heart, your intention, your thoughts... Your decisions, God wants us in his way, and he wants us blessed. Blessing means God, God has always wanted to bless people, but people have done their own thing. But when we get back to faith and obedience in him, there's a blessing that comes on your life. And it's the power of God to do well in every area of life. 
It's the power of God to do well in every area of life. And that isn't, people, when they think of blessing, they think of winning the, the lottery. They think of money or a new house or a new car. Let me tell you, I watched a program recently. They're miserable, rich people generally, because they've run after money and money has become their God and they find out there's death in that. There's no, there's no life in that. But God provides well for his own. I don't mean uh, he wants you poor because Jesus became poor so that we could be living in blessing. More than enough, he wants for every good work. He wants to bless you financially. But the blessing of the Lord is different. It's a blessing in relationships, in your marriage, with your kids, where they're doing well, where your marriage is doing well, where your relationships are prospering in God, where there's peace and love in a, in a home, where there is a, the presence of God working out things that you can't work out, where God is giving answers and miracles through prayer. It brings blessing when we walk and set our heart on his way. And the thing about this psalm, it speaks about these pilgrims. It isn't a duty. They're excited about following Jesus. Like they're all meeting. It starts with this individual and then it says they make it a place of springs. So in other words, it's like one person starts, another person starts follow Jesus because you have to do that on your own. But then there's more and more gathering. And they're all, you can imagine them, all going up to Jerusalem to worship. So we are called to individually follow, but to be part of a people who are following Jesus, who've set their heart on following. Blessed. The blessings of a set heart, endless. They're endless. That's what God is saying this year. God will find ways to bless you. And then that is needed because they're passing through the valley of Baca. The pilgrimage, the following Jesus, isn't an easy walk. How many of you can look back and say, it wasn't easy, but he blessed me in it? It wasn't easy, but he blessed me in it. Because I found my strength in him. I haven't found this walk easy. Let me tell you, it's not a cinch to seek God for two months for one word. It's not an easy walk for me, but I'm strong in God. He gives me the strength for his purpose. So the Valley of Baca actually um, was a place that they had to pass through to get to where they were going. We ain't camping here. We're passing through. I ain't making my home here. My home's in heaven. Hello, if you're a Christian, you're passing through. This, not, this world is not your home. We're citizens of heaven. This world, temporary. Eternal things are more important than the temporary. We're passing through the valley of Baca. And I love this scripture because it speaks of context. It speaks of a world in trouble. It speaks of turmoil and chaos all around. But then it speaks of God's provision for his people in trouble and in difficulty. There is something that God does in valleys that's so wonderful that it transforms a desert to a garden. It says, as they pass through this valley of Baca, Baca, this means trouble, tears, difficulty, hardship. And that not necessarily you, it can be someone in the church, it can be a member of your family, it can be your neighbors who aren't saved, the people you work with. They go through trouble. But in it, we have living water. We have him. 
And they make it a place of spring. Imagine being in a desert and being able to resource water. It's amazing to think of. A Christian is never without resources. Because a Christian has another source of resource. Say, I've got another source of resource. And his name is God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, come and drink of me. It will become a fountain. It will become living water. I will have water, life in me. So they're going through this journey. They're passing through the Valley of Baca. They're making it a place of springs. And then, pools, there's rain. I believe what God has for this year is he's going to rain on the lost. And because we set our hearts to follow Jesus, people are going to get blessed with the goodness of God and be saved. Amen. As we set our hearts, this is all conditional. Blessed is the man who sets their heart on following him on pilgrimage. As you pass through, you are resourced. God provides for you because he loves you. He's got plans to do you good. He's got plans to show that he's God in a desert, in trouble, in tears. He transforms tears to joy, trouble to blessing, difficulty to ease. God is transforming God. He works miracles in valleys. He works miracles in the lives of his people. Expect it. But also, it starts to rain. So we've got the life of God all the time. Because the Spirit's within us. But also there's going to be rain on people who need him. Wherever Jesus went, you could say it rained. Rained with the power of God. He set people free. He healed broken-hearted people. He spoke the good news to them. God isn't judging you. He wants to save you. He showed the love of God to everybody he met. He did them good. And I believe that's what rain is, the outpouring of the goodness of God in our world today. So 2022, God is speaking to us and giving us this word. If you set your heart on following me, you'll be blessed. Make choices different to going your own way. Some of us have to make changes. In fact, all of us will in some way, me included. You know, um, I'm so encouraged by scripture. I'm going to finish and I kind of come down to prayer now. What a great word. What a great word from God. I pray that he will write this in our hearts so that we can go on the road towards his plan for this year. Um, I love scripture because it speaks of people who've done what we've done and uh, needed a bit of sorting. I don't know, you, I love the reality of truth, the Bible. <laughs> and in, I don't know if you can look at the words somewhere on your tablet or John 21. Um, and Peter had followed Jesus. And I think this is really important. We can be deceived because at one time we did. <laughs> right? And we can only follow him today. You realize that? And set our hearts today. What we did yesterday is done. That's why this new year is a new year. And it's a new opportunity to set. And I... I just love this because Peter, he'd failed Jesus. But Jesus actually, after he's risen, he comes back to find the disciples. And, uh, uh, you know, 
they're off doing something that they thought, had an idea, and off they went and did it and went fishing. And uh, I think that's already funny. They're off just doing what they think they want to do. And Jesus is on the beach. And somehow he supernaturally got some fish on a fire to cook for breakfast. I don't really like fish for breakfast. Does anybody ever eat fish for breakfast? Might have done a kipper occasionally many years ago, but I don't like fish. But anyway, I'm sure he'd do me something I'd like <laughs> if it was me. But he's on the, on the beach and the d- disciples are out in the boat. They're not catching anything. And he shouts, having this fire, you know, cast the net on the other side. They do this. They get catched. John, being so, um, the cry of his heart actually was that he wanted to see Jesus again. And he couldn't believe it, that he was alive. I mean, it's the cry of my heart. I want to see him. I want to know him this year. And so he's on the beach and he's, he's looking at, it's the Lord, he says. I love those words. It's the Lord. I love recognizing him. In ordinary situations in life, seeing him. I love it. He's on the beach cooking breakfast. I love it. It's the Lord. And Peter being Peter, John just stays where he is and probably would write a poem about it. But Peter is in the water. He jumps out of the boat, leaps into the water, and he rushes to get to Jesus first because that's his character, you know? That's who he is. He's just full on. I'll get to the... And he couldn't believe he'd come back and he was there waiting for him. So they have breakfast. He says, bring some of your own fish. I've got a few here. And then he has this conversation with Peter. And basically, Peter had lost the call. His failure and his past and what happened, he'd actually stopped following. Because Jesus had to say to him again, follow me. And he started by this conversation trying to draw out, Peter, do you love me? He called him Simon, actually, Simon Peter. Do you love me? Because you see, Jesus doesn't want us to follow him like this. Some of your husbands or wives, I don't want to go to church today. You pull me in. I mean, that's, that's not actually what following Jesus should look like. It should be like, Let's do what he wants us to do and be in church. Let's go pray together. Let's, let's, let's please God with our finances. Let's pray blessing on our kids. We should be excited. And so, um, you know, he's calling out, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter's responding, well, you know, you know everything, you know, and... Jesus was wanting to pull out something out of him. And he, he just said, Peter, follow me. And I love this because this is what the Lord really spoke to me about resetting our hearts, just as Peter needed to reset. Jesus um, had just said, follow me. And verse 20, Peter, turning round, saw the disciples whom Jesus loved, which was John, following, probably from a distance. And... Uh, This is the one who'd leaned on his breast in the supper and said, Lord, who's the one who said, who's the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, so he's looking at John, said to Jesus. Now, Peter just had this one-on-one conversation with Jesus. Follow me. Do you love me? Well, then follow me. And um, Peter immediately starts looking around at everybody else. Do you not think that's funny? And he's, well, what about him? What about them? Do you not think that's incredible? Because have you done that? Have you ever said about someone, well, what about them, Lord? Whether it sparked your interest, what you're going to do with their lives, or what, what about what you're doing in America? Well, what about, what about, Politics. Um, Well, what about my husband? Well, what about my kids? Well, what about my job? Or what about my pastor? Just thought I'd throw that in. But what about that person in church I don't get on with? 
but will follow Jesus and love anyway. What about, what about, what about them competing, envious? Has anybody ever looked at what God's doing in another country and thought, I wish, or in another church? Has anybody? I have. Is that a, it's okay to admit? Well, what about? And he actually, Jesus says, what's that got to do with you? What's it got to do with you? Fascination for so many situations. What about this? What about that? You follow me. You. He comes right down to me and he comes right down to you. You follow. Even if I've got other things, I'm doing something else, or they don't, you follow me. Peter needed a reset. His mind was everywhere else. What about them? And what about this, Lord? And it's actually basically simple. To set my heart on following him, he will speak but I've just got to reset everything around following Jesus this year. Because in it, I'll be blessed. And God is going to move in such power in these years ahead. Whatever the enemy is doing in our world to cause great darkness, and it will get worse, our great God is going to do something extraordinary. Because he's more power, more powerful than the devil. He's more powerful than what's going on in the world. But he's looking for a people who will set their hearts on following whatever he says to do. I'm going to do it. I love Jesus. I want what he wants. And so as Peter needed a reset, so do we. And January is all about having a reset. As a church, we have planned through prayer every Wednesday night and Sundays, devote yourself to following and being a part of the great reset this year to just simply hearing what Jesus is saying, getting our hearts set Back on following Jesus. Stopping being distracted by everything and everyone else. And just focus and let him work so that we can see the blessing and the fruitfulness that's going to come this year. And I'm going to finish with this. We've heard the word of the Lord. It's for every single one of us, and it's for us as a church. It's for me. But you know what I've learned? And I learned this from the Bible. There are people that hear the word, and it doesn't do them a bit of good. Because this word is a blessing word, really. It's a miraculous word. It's a... It's a supernatural move of God this year word. That's what this is. That's what this is speaking about. That's the greatness of what God is going to do this year. But it doesn't do you any good if you don't expect the blessing and expect God to provide for you in trouble and expect God in this time, to lead many to the goodness of God and that the world will turn around and go on a pilgrimage with us following Jesus. That's the goal. Many will see, many will fear, and many will put their trust in him and become a follower. But in the uh, Hebrews 4 verse 2, it says the word didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. They didn't mix it with faith. They heard, but they didn't say, I receive that, Lord. You know, I'm expecting this this year. More blessing, more power in valleys of life. 
and the more, more rain on this land, that our land will yield its harvest and that we will see the goodness of God break out into our world today. The kingdom of heaven. In such a way we be going, in this place, this valley, God's done that. Expect it. Expect it. There's a promises in here that if you'll believe for and you'll set your heart, the two things, believe for it and set your heart for it, on it, on Jesus, following. That's what's going to happen. Praise God. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, tell somebody next to you what a great word from God. What a great promise. What a great promise. Can I have the worship team uh, just to prepare? We're going to finish where we should finish, and that's responding to what Jesus is saying in prayer. I'd just like you to just think of Jesus standing in front of you. And maybe you've been someone who's failed him. But you want to come back to him today. Like Peter, you've messed up. You know that you have. Well, our God forgives. If we confess our sin and just come to him humbly and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I failed you. I want to turn back to you. Thank you that you are so kind and forgiving that like with Peter you just stand there calling out to us to come to you and eat with you and have fellowship with you be warmed by the fire of your spirit and be fed by the words that you speak again if you know you've been off track just repent now, turn around Come to Jesus in a new way this year. Father, forgive me. Just pray it from your heart. He hears. Be genuine. Don't be religious. He forgives completely. Doesn't remember your sins. So if you've asked for forgiveness, he's forgiven you. You've got a clean slate. Because his mercy is new today. His blood cleanses you from all sin. Have a new beginning, a pure heart. Oh Lord, create. I want my heart to be pure, Lord. Full of your thoughts, full of your ways. I reset. I want to reset my life to your ways, not my ways. Your thoughts, not my thoughts. Your word, not everybody else's and Lord like Peter as a congregation and as individuals we don't want to be saying well what about what's going on over there what about them you're speaking to us individually this morning no whatever your name is God is calling you you follow me you follow me stop being distracted stop putting other things in front of following don't say I'll do it Lord when I've got more time on my hands and everything changes no today the change the the reset oh Jesus Lord I want to set my heart fully following you thank you that you don't come to us just at the beginning of our walk but today as we begin 2022 with your voice written in our hearts your word Lord I choose I decide I'll make the decisions my feet are going to go on a journey with you this year thank you Lord Amen praise you, praise you, praise you 
just lift your hands and surrender. Just surrender to Jesus and say, Lord, you're my Lord. You're not to follow me through this life. I'm here to follow you. I don't want you to bless what I tell you to bless. I want you to tell me where to go and that will be blessed. What to do, who to speak to, how to live, how to love, how to serve my brothers and sisters. Oh, Jesus, take hold of our lives today in a fresh way. We surrender. Surrender to following. I want to be a follower, Lord, this year with my heart completely set. And in this month, Lord, as we prepare for encounters and times in your presence together, thank you that you will reset our hearts and help us, Lord, to be focused and not distracted about other things and other people. Jesus. You might want somebody else's call, but God has called you to a unique purpose. You might want somebody else's life, but God has called you to this. Simply follow and walk with me together with the other followers. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And now the Lord is saying, are you going to believe me for blessing in it? Are you going to mix what you're hearing with faith? I am, Lord. I'm going to expect great blessing this year. Come on. Just tell him what you're expecting. I'm going to expect to be blessed as I follow. Oh, come, Spirit of faith, come. Rise within us, Lord, that we may lay hold of what you're saying today. And not just hear it as information, but as something that you are definitely going to do this year. Blessing, transformation, change. Thank you for miracles in trouble. Thank you, Lord, for plenty in lack. Thank you for water in deserts. Thank you for joy where there are tears. Thank you for the rain of your spirit on our land, that you will give a harvest of souls this year. Come on, church. We lift up our hands and say, Lord, we're going to expect. We want to be people of faith to mix what we're hearing this morning with faith. Yes, Lord, let your will be done this year in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of a set heart and a set people. We are your people, your own special people called by your name. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. Thank you, Lord, that you are God of our nation. You're God of all the earth. And we're believing for a greater move of your spirit this year that will move us on to seeing what we've longed to see. Hallelujah, your kingdom come. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's praise him. Let's worship, worship. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.